Andrea. Hey there, and welcome to a bonus holdover episode of the La Brea Purveya. My name is Pete Phillips, and I will be your purveyor. This is a podcast that regularly focuses on the NBC show La Brea and all things related, no matter how loosely. While we usually do an episode recap, a questioning of what happened, a deep dive on a particular character, and a look at the media to see if we can find any news on La Brea, this episode is going to be a little different. There haven't been new episodes to speak of since the fall finale, and so I gotta get a little creative in order to put out some content for you, gentle listener. I'll also say that normally I have a script when I'm recording the podcast, and this week I don't, which may be a turnoff, but it took me such a long time to actually come up with the list that I have here today of things to cover that I didn't have time to type it up. So what I wanted to talk about today is that I'm sure you realize the holiday season is coming up, and uh, when we think of our dear friends down in the hole or in 1988, lost in time somewhere, we might think, hey, what would I get that person for Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever holiday it may be that they celebrate? So that's what I put together today. I put a list of characters together and some ideas of what I might get that person for the holidays. I didn't put much of a price limit on my gifts, and I also did not factor in how to deliver them to the recipients. So, with that in mind, let's take a look. Ho, ho, ho! Some of these were not easy, and I think it stands to reason that we start with the Harris family, because they are technically the main characters, if not our least favorite characters in the show. A really easy one to start with would be Izzy. We know that recently Izzy fell and cracked the connector part of her prosthetic leg. And that's all I want to get her for Christmas. I mean, I, it doesn't sound like much. And I know that Sam was able to come up with some sort of on-the-spot 10,000 BC fix for it. But I kind of want, you know, I, I, personally, I wonder how long that's going to last. And uh, I'd really like her to be on solid ground. Um, so Izzy, I'm going to get a new leg connection thing. I don't know what that's called specifically, but that's what we're going for. Backup gift would be a journal because she's got a lot of feelings and she needs to put them somewhere and I'm tired of hearing them. Next up would be my old pal Josh. For Josh, I was really torn between two things. The first was a new jacket because I'm sick and tired of looking at his denim jacket with the wool lining or whatever that is. Instead, what I decided to get him is chess lessons. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, man... He really doesn't like this guy. He got him chess lessons for Christmas. But follow me here for a minute. James seems like a criminal mastermind of some sort. Silas, who is also in the bloodline, seems like a devious and deceptive plotting character, but who finds his way on the side of good a lot of the time. And Gavin, too, is a planning kind of guy. And then you have Josh, who has no ideas at all when it comes to plans. He seems to live in the moment a little bit more, which uh, does not bode well for the family unit. And so I think that if we start him with chess lessons, he might grow more closely to the, the men who came before him and his family. He doesn't have to, but this might help him demonstrate some aptitude. And if he has that, maybe he will proceed with that in the future. And if he doesn't, well, then at least he knows that, which is good for career stuff. Uh, this one's going to sound a little crass, but I think Eve should get a vibrator for Christmas. Um, she seems to be just 
stuck between all these men and everything like that. And there is a sort of feminist angle where I'm kind of like, but who are you, Eve? Like, who are you without Levi and Gavin and your children? You know, as an independent person, who are you? And I think that once we, let's say, remove the sexual aspects from the men, maybe she'll be able to focus a little bit more on herself. And I'm not saying focus on herself to get an orgasm. I am saying once the orgasm is out of the way and she doesn't need to worry about satisfying the people that bring that to her, not her children, I understand, then maybe it will give her more time for self-reflection because I want Eve to know who she is. And honestly, I'd love to see her alone for some of the time and not beholden to the people that she has attached herself to. And that leaves us with Gavin. Gavin was a tough guy to shop for, but I know what I got him. He's going to love it. Okay. So there's this product. It's called an SOS personal GPS tracker. And what it is used for, what is it marketed for? I should say is for senior citizens who may wander off and, uh, you know, and the family members who care for them, uh, so that they can find them and make sure everything's okay. And so what I thought now, you know, again, technology is what technology is in 10,000 BC, but putting that aside, I thought what this man cares about more than anything in the world is his family, knowing where they are and knowing what they're doing. I feel like he's turning into a lifetime, like a lifetime movie guy, uh, in the show. And so I thought this would be a great gift for him. Um, you know, they're like little trackers. You could just put it in a purse or like attach it to a belt or something like that. They won't be in the person's way, but uh, it'll also remind them of their father uh, and husband as they are proceeding through their daily lives, knowing that he is watching their every move. You know, for Riley, I just want to get her a pair of jeans. She's been wearing a skirt for two seasons now. And I mean, like she seems to have leggings underneath, but I feel like jeans or, or honestly any pants, but I think jeans will be pretty durable for her, um, that the jeans will keep her comfortable, you know, uh, and give her the flexibility to kind of maneuver around and do all the things that she's been trying to do. Uh, she's, she's worked wonders in a skirt. Um, but I also think that, you know, if she doesn't want jeans, maybe some better shoes, she seems to have been wearing sneakers for a long time. And, uh, as a guy with, you know, pretty rough feet from, uh, growing old, <laughs> I would say that a good pair of shoes would do her some good as well, but she is not the only person who I recommended shoes for. So hold on to that thought before we get to that one. I wanted to talk about her father, Sam. So Sam was, he might've been the last person I had on my list that I couldn't think of a gift for. And it's because Sam is, I feel grossly underdeveloped. He has anxiety, but his anxiety seems to be cured now, um, which I don't think is a thing that can happen. Uh, so what I decided to get him, like one is the primary gift, which is a stack of first aid kits. And I want to tell you why he's like the medical guy, right? So it would help him to have some supplies. To, but but I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that's a gift for other people. Um, it's supplies for him to help other people. And you're absolutely right. But I couldn't think of anything else to get him except a spray bottle, which he could use to spray Josh every time he gets near Riley, his daughter, um, and maybe teach 
Josh to back the hell off. <laughs> In watching the show, sometimes I would get confused between the characters of Sam and Levi uh, because they're both like they're both guys with dark hair that don't really have a lot of development to them. And so I'm going to pick Levi next to tell you what I got him. Um, Levi, as we know from the fall finale has left himself in 1988 to start a new life without Eve, which I think is great. I think that's great for him. But if you listen to the podcast, you'll also remember that I pointed out that he has no identity in that timeline. And so, honestly, that's that's what I wanted to get him. I wanted to get him a passport with a new identity so that he could start his new life uh, easily in 1988. You guys know that I love Ty, and so my thought for Ty is I would love to get him a cure for his disease, which I do think is somewhere in the Lazarus building. Like, they just don't realize that they have it or that there's somebody out there who could use it in 10,000 B.C., so that's what I would love to get him, but I feel like that might be a little less feasible than some of the other gifts I'm getting. I know some of them are kind of impossible as well, but uh, for those, I try to have a backup. And so the backup for this one is going to be a 3,000-piece jigsaw puzzle. And I'm not really sure what it's going to be of, but it's going to be like a hard jigsaw puzzle because I feel like Ty's mind wanders a lot when he doesn't have something to focus on. And he starts to focus on other people's problems, as well as his own. So for me, when I am feeling anxious and I am having, you know, not so positive thoughts, then I like to pull out a jigsaw puzzle and that sort of occupies my mind a little bit. And by focusing on that one goal, I kind of clear my head of all the distracting aspects of things. Yes, the problems will still be there when the puzzle is complete, but I won't have wasted the time I spent on the puzzle worrying about what could be from what is developing. I hope that makes sense. I think it will to Ty. And when I think of Ty, now I think of Para as well. Para is a, like, she's accomplished, she's well-respected, um... She seems in charge. She seems to have everything kind of going really well. And she also seems so nice and empathetic about extending support to other people. And because of that, she was difficult to shop for. And so I settled on something that I think some people might just throw away or not really appreciate. But I feel like Paro would really appreciate like a nice cross-stitch embroidered wall decoration that says... Home Sweet Hut or Hut Sweet Home? I can't I can't tell which one exactly I wanted to say because I feel like they both have different meanings. But I feel like if she is starting a new life and getting married to Ty, then something like that might be nice for them and their, you know, new place. Which isn't a new place to Para, but as somebody who has lived with somebody else before in a romantic relationship, uh, it is nice when you get that first thing together and, and you know put that up on the wall so yeah it's going to be a gift for para but it's going to be a gift for their home as well scott has found himself in a lot of trouble towards the end of the season and you might be thinking oh this is a bad idea but i'm gonna get him his vape back not the same one i'm gonna get him like a, a new vape because uh, god only knows what the hell has touched it since he just threw it into the brush uh, a few episodes ago but i'm gonna get him his vape because I don't think that vaping is very good for him, 
Um, and it seems like he also vapes pot all the time. But I'll also say that the clear-headedness that he can sometimes have when vaping is not something to just throw away lightly. And also, I feel like with the whole Tamit situation, he's going to have a lot more anxiety and a lot more things on his mind. So I feel like he might need the vape back again. And if you come at it from a perspective of addiction, then I am enabling his addiction and it might be better to get him something else. But I already got tied the 3000 piece puzzle and that's kind of the best idea I had to sort of like refocus energy. So I definitely don't want to encourage his uh, habits that are negative, but I also could get him a vape without pot and then he could just like just suck on like flavors of stuff like candy <laughs> the next person is lily and lily is very fragile right we know this from uh watching two seasons of la brea and i thought you know what's going to do well for lily the first is going to be a gift card for Talkspace. i don't know if you knew you could get this but you can get therapy gift cards to Talkspace as a gift for someone else. And I do think that people would probably not receive those gifts very well, but um, I'm gonna get that for Lily. And if for some reason my judgment gets the better of me and I decide, oh, she's not gonna respond well to this because she is so fragile, I thought I could get her a thunder vest. Have you heard of a thunder vest before? It's sort of like a vest that you can put on your dog so that if there's fireworks or noise of some sort, something that might trigger your dog's anxiety, the Thunder Vest holds them close as if you are holding them and gives them a sense of security. So that's the best I could think of for Lily. Like, I really did put a lot of thought into that, and I hope that she appreciates it. I might have to, like, cut off the Thunder Vest label and just call it Vest, but, you know, I think uh, it'll, it'll help. It definitely helps my sister's dog. And I know that she's not a dog. I know that Lily is not a dog. For season two, when I think of Lily, I also think of Lucas. And this is another controversial gift, much like Scott's was. But, you know, what do we know about Lucas? Lucas wants to help people now. Um, he's not so selfish anymore. So I thought of two gifts for him. And if the first one is too problematic or too difficult to get a hold of, then we're going to go for the second one. The first is... Uh, it's well it's his mom's gun and i thought that would be something that she definitely left behind that he could remember her by uh and would also be useful in certain situations in 10,000 bc so i thought the mom's gun would be good but he might not have ammo for it you know like it could be a useless gift in the end so the secondary gift that i thought of for him was a compass and the compass is a little bit like, like sure it's practical and he can use that, uh, while he is, I don't know, navigating stuff, but for all of the traveling and hiking that they've done, they've never needed any sort of assistance. And so maybe he wouldn't need a compass. So metaphorically, what I want the compass to represent to him is to represent a sort of true North so that he always moves forward and he doesn't regress back to the guy that he used to be, the, the heroin dealer who felt like a disappointment to all the people around him. So now that we have Lily and Lucas, we do end up with this 
void, I suppose, around Ella. Now, it's great that Ella and Lily made up during some traumatic experience in the bus. Was the snowstorm? No, the fog was in the season. So while they made up and they have a healthier relationship now, I still think that Ella really, really, really got screwed out of this whole entire situation. So what I want to get Ella is actually like a puppy. And a puppy is a lot of work. But a puppy is something that she can put her love into and something that she can get love back from. And that's what I want for Ella. Uh, she has left her life, left her art career, all that sort of stuff. And she's in 10,000 BC with a bunch of freaking strangers and this girl who used to be her sister a long, long time ago in her mind. And while they are patching things up, I would really like some more steady love going toward Ella. So for Silas, I thought I want to get him some Salomon hiking boots. These are some high-end hiking boots. Um, the guy does a lot of running around and walking. You know, there's not a lot of transportation options. Everybody, I suppose, does, and everybody could use a good pair of boots. But with the way that Silas sort of suddenly disappears off of people's radar and stuff like that, I thought a good set of hiking boots would really do this guy good. And I got to tell you, too, like a little like back-end secret. I feel like the hiking boot is going to have an easier to trace track than his like fur or sheepskin or whatever skin boots. So I think um, that's going to help everybody else in the long run too because they'll actually be able to know, oh, Silas was here, you know, something like that. I got to say the big winner on my list is Virgil. I'm getting Virgil an all expenses paid cruise to anywhere. Uh, the guy has put himself on the line for complete strangers. He has uh, escaped to preserve himself, only to be talked into going back to get into more trouble uh, from the place that he received a lot of punishment and trauma. Despite all the trouble he gets himself into, he still seems like he's a decent guy. And a lot of his efforts to help other people prove that. But rarely, it seems, does Virgil get to think of Virgil. So I thought, you know what, this guy, for all he's done for others and for... The amount of work he's been doing in those mines, guy deserves a cruise. So we're going to get him an all-expenses-paid cruise somewhere nice and warm. For Judah, I don't really want to get him anything, but I also recognize the value of his character. He's the guy who's sort of like left at the camp and doesn't really, you know, like there's... If you allow yourself to not be annoyed by Judah, then you can find yourself feeling sympathetic toward him. And so honestly... I want to get him a hug and a fake title, like deputy chief of the clearing or something like that. You know, something that, that sounds important but doesn't really mean a lot. Um, and I think that would do wonders for him because he definitely does feel like a lost guy. He's like, I'm capable too, but he doesn't have anywhere to, to put that capability into. So I think that's going to be a good gift for him. He's still not really going to be able to put it into anything, but at least he can walk around and be like, but I'm the deputy chief of the clearing. And people will go, yeah, yeah, you are, buddy. For Caroline, I feel like she has quite a mission ahead of her. She comes from the future and goes to the past and then ends up back in the future in 1988, where she develops a virus to attack the time travel machine so that portals won't open anymore. And the thing that I keep being concerned about is that she went to 1988 
to build a virus to kill computers that were made in the distant future. And so what I want to get her is like a USB drive or like a USB connected floppy disk drive, something that will, you know, be there in her pocket so that at the last moment when she sits down at this time travel machine and discovers that there's nowhere to put a floppy disk, she'll at least have some sort of USB thing. And, you know, I think it stands for Universal Serial Bus. And so, come on, it's going to work, right? Universal. But now that I think about it, I I believe I know somebody who has a Mac that doesn't have any USB ports on it. So, so maybe I could do better. But for now, that's what's on the list. It should be no surprise that I'm getting James Cole. James is like, he just seems like a bad dude. And if he turns into an okay guy, he's going to be an okay guy like Silas. It's like, you still suck, but sometimes you do morally correct things. And I don't think that you should be hoisted on our shoulders because you did the right thing once in a while, you know? Like, I'd like to see more consistency before I consider you a good guy. So this year, James is getting coal. That's right. He's on the naughty list. But you know who's not on the naughty list? Franklin Marsh. And I'll tell you what I'm going to get Franklin Marsh. I actually have it right here. It is my Samsung Galaxy S7 Edge phone. This is uh, an older phone, and I don't need it. But I know that Franklin Marsh would have a lovely time picking it apart and figuring out how it works and potentially making tons of money off of developing cell phones. And for how he was forgotten and, in my opinion, done dirty in this show, I think that that is a fair compensation for him. It should be of no surprise to you that I want to get the barcoded cow something, so I wouldn't just get the barcoded cow a cowbell. I know it seems a little too on the nose, but I think it would help make the cow easier to find. And even if I don't see the barcoded cow in the background, at the clearing or wherever the cow may be, I would at least get to hear that the cow is there, you know? And don't forget, too, James has a head of security named Kira, and I'm going to get her just a dozen roses to remind her that she's special. (laughs) She looks like she's a little tough. She also looks like the show kind of portrays her as a bad guy. But the dozen roses are going to sort of be like a litmus test, you know? Maybe they will soften her heart, And she will think about the things that she's been up to. You know, she's been in a bit of a vacuum stuck in this Lazarus building, you know, as second in command for the most evil man of the future. And so maybe this will give her a chance to sort of think about where she's at and if she wants to move on or stay there. And if she wants to move on, um, she'll have my name associated with those flowers so that we can start a future in 10,000 BC ourselves. (laughs) Lastly... I did not forget Tamit. You know who I did forget? I did forget Aldridge because I thought a muzzle would be too rude. <laughs> but uh, I did not forget Tamit. Tamit was a little hard to shop for, but he is also going to get a gift certificate. His is to Massage Envy because Tamit seems like he's got a lot on his mind, a lot on his shoulders, if you will. And it doesn't feel like he really take some time to chill out or calm down and so i think that if he got a massage and uh you know was just treated well maybe it would turn him around a little bit and he might be like 
Yeah, maybe I should let my ex get married to a new guy. I can be okay with that. And I don't have to kill everybody. So I guess if I had to pick for Aldridge, I would get um, a grave blanket, right? She's dead. And I'm not saying that to be flippant, but um, but where she is for where everybody else is that we're shopping for, uh, she's dead. So I think a nice grave blanket to you know keep the tradition of keeping her warm during the winter months, actually during all of 10,000 BC, would be a good idea. And that is the end of my La Brea Christmas list. And let me be the first to wish you a happy Noella Brea, which I realize does not work, but what are you going to do? I don't expect to be putting out a new episode before Christmas because I will be working on one that will come after Christmas, maybe in the new year. And so to you and yours, I wish you a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Merry just get together with people you love. And I would imagine if you're listening to this, you have subscribed to the podcast but if you haven't, you know, a great easy gift for other people is to tell them to listen to this podcast <laughs> or to take their phone at a family get together and force them to subscribe to it by doing it yourself on their phone. If you want to send me some better gift suggestions than the ones I came up with, then you are welcome to email shout at yallheard.me. And if you love the show and you want to give me a gift for the holidays, you can sign up just at the $1 tier at our Patreon account, which is patreon.com slash y'all heard. Y'all heard is the parent podcast of this podcast. And uh, we will also be covering some holiday topics as December progresses. So thanks for listening. And while you are wandering around looking at Christmas lights, don't accidentally step into a set because it could be an Aurora. Ho, ho, ho.